1: Wow, it's Wednesday, man. We're on hump day today already. We're closer to Friday than we were on Monday. And you know what's good about Friday for most of us? We don't have to go to work on Friday because it's Good Friday. There's still some places that give people off for Good Friday. They'll make you go to work on Good Friday. That's a good thing. I like that. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the tornado. I mean, that's still, you know, on the front of everybody's mind or should be. And um, yesterday uh, I was out on, was it, uh, 4.30 and driving past Emmanuel Baptist Church. And I told my wife, I said, okay, now as we go past Emmanuel Baptist Church, just look to your left. And she looked at my life and she went, oh, my God. I mean, that whole subdivision there is flattened. Yeah. It, it is totally destroyed. And uh, that's just down the road from where I lived for three years. When I first got to Little Rock, I, st- I, I lived in Pleasant Ridge Apartments down there. And uh, that was close to some of the areas that are really, really nothing more than big-time uh, subdivisions in that area. And we had the National Weather Service on yesterday. Hope you heard that segment. If you did not, uh, the uh, the tornado, which was a high EF three, I mean it was right at the top, 165 mile an hour winds. It stayed on the ground for 31 and a half miles. Typically, that does not happen. No. the The longest one I know of is the one. I don't know what year it was. Remember the one that went through Atkins. Yeah, I and it went all the year, way down to Clinton. Sure did. All the way up to yeah. Clinton. I mean, that was like ninety miles yeah. or something that it went. It was amazing. It sustained forever. It. Yeah, it just kept on tearing yeah. everything up. It uh, it tore up uh, the chicken chicken processing plant up there in Clinton. Everything. Yeah. And I, me- was, I remember, remember
2: back in the day they they nicknamed it Pac Man. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, it just I, continued to go.
1: I had some friends that lived up there at that time. They said it came through. Uh, there's a little creek that runs right there through uh, uh, Clinton. They live on the other side of it. It hit that that uh, creek and took a right and and spared them, but it went down the road that was next to them, and it pulled all the asphalt all the asphalt off the road. Just ate it up. Just ate it right off the road. Amazing. And it just really was. So we've got uh, the area commander from the uh, Salvation Army with us. Bill uh, Maccabee is with us here in the studio. He wants to talk about what the Salvation Army is doing. Let me tell you what, a big Salvation Army supporter. I, I love these guys because, you know, what, they show up with mops and things of that nature. And they show up and start mopping up the water with you. And uh, they just do the things that you need. They're not corporate suits. No, they get out and get with it. Yeah, they get they get at it. So let's talk about this bill. I mean, this is a this thing is huge. It uh, really affected everybody. How is it? How is it affecting you as far as the amount of money that you all have uh, to help people in you know a storm related uh, situation like this?
3: Yeah, you know, we do the red kettle and and everybody sees us during November, December and angel tree. And uh, every year with that, I'm always telling people we're here 365 days a year doing the work. Right. And uh, when something like this happens, uh, we're on the ground immediately. So Friday night, um, uh, the tornado hit Friday afternoon. By Friday night, we had uh, started serving meals to first responders. Uh, In North Little Rock. So on Friday night, by the end of Friday night, we had already served 300 meals and we're able to do that because we're part of the community. We're part of the fabric uh, of central Arkansas. Uh, And then immediately we had some other uh, mobile feeding units uh, from Hot Springs that was here uh, Saturday morning and Saturday morning, Saturday evening we were feeding um, from our two mobile feeding units. Uh, Right now we have a current, we have a total of nine feeding units that are here with us. Uh, three of them are in wind. We're running that area, uh, that uh, incident command from here in Little Rock, but we have three units in wind that are roaming and feeding. They
1: took it on the chin. Yes, and we, they yeah. did.
3: And then we have six right here in central Arkansas with Little Rock, North Little Rock, Jacksonville, uh, serving, uh, feed, uh, feeding lunch and dinner. Uh, so far, we're over 5,000 meals, drinks, and uh, I believe it was 8,000 snacks right now that we've just been driving through, giving those out, making sure that uh, people, as they're picking up first responders, that they uh, have enough food to eat and that they're uh, they're not having to worry about stopping and going to go go find food somewhere
1: and one of the big things that you all also do is you you help in in dealing with the spiritual side of something like this and uh, have you been over there have you talked to the people are they still
3: just kind of walking around shell-shocked by all of this Yeah, and that's one of the things uh, when we start talking about spiritual health and mental health. Right now, a lot of people are just, they're just numb. They're in shock, uh, like you said. Uh, And the uh, grief part of that will start coming in here another week or so. Uh, There is a number if uh, anyone is struggling right now with despair, uh, hopelessness, it's 988. And that is a uh, hotline that uh, folks can call uh, just to talk to somebody and and really uh, get referred or get the help that they need. Uh, All of our canteen crews, all of our feeding crews have been trained in uh, spiritual and emotional care. Uh, We've prayed with over 500 people uh, over the last couple of days as we've been giving out food and uh, just been that listening year uh, for a lot of people. Sometimes that's
1: all people want is, you know, put their head against somebody's shoulder. Maybe Mm -hmm. even just cry. Absolutely. I mean, mean, you look at what used to be your house and now it's just a pile of rubble. You've got to be thinking, oh, my God, what
3: do I do now? Yeah.
2: Devastation. Just devastation. Yeah.
3: And yeah. that Ministry of Presence, just the, these folks knowing somebody 's with me i 'm not alone uh-huh. uh, that 's just that 's a big morale booster there
1: okay what el- what else are you all doing you 're feeding
3: and what else are you doing that 's the main thing we 're doing right now we 're starting to look we 're starting to turn our attention towards uh, mid and long term recovery. Um, because after the news cycle, after everybody leaves, those folks are going to be still there still dealing with, dealing with it. it. And uh, some of these folks, it's going to be months and, and maybe even a year or so before some of these people are going to be able to get back to some kind of normalcy uh, in their life. So we're putting together, working with other uh, agencies and cities of how the Salvation Army uh, can help be part of that short and long-term recovery aspects.
1: Okay, so for my listeners, uh, talk to them a little bit about what the Salvation Army does to train you all to try to prepare you for this, because you know what, they can prepare you for it, but you don't know what it's really like until you walk into it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can see the pictures on TV, you can see pictures on uh, social media, but it does not... Uh, prepare you to walk in or drive into some of these neighborhoods. Uh, So the Salvation Army, we do trainings, uh, we do multiple trainings a year on um, emotional and spiritual care. Uh, can, uh, canteen responses, food handling, cause we want to make sure that the food we're, we're giving out does not somehow, uh, end up making people, uh, more miserable. Right. Uh, so we do those kinds of trainings and that's one of the things right now, there's a lot of people that are calling in. They want, and it's not just the Salvation Army across the city. Um, now's not the best time to try to find a place to volunteer. Uh, The time to do that is uh, all year round. Find an organization that you love, that you're passionate about what they do, an organization that you trust. Stick with them year round. They'll offer those kinds of trainings and and be connected with them year round. Serve on their advisory board, serve on their boards, and uh, that way you can help shape the responses of our organizations locally
2: let me ask you this because this disaster hit and boom you guys prepared here you go you hit the road what goes into that preparation as far as like the meals and in the food trucks what do you guys do year-round to say hey when we have a disaster we're not going to have to go find the product we're not going to have to go find the the trucks that we've got everything to kind of like the fire department when the alarm goes you roll what preparation goes into that
3: yeah so we have we 're already feeding three hundred and sixty five days a year i mean so that 's not anything new for us out of our kitchen. Uh, so to go to them and just say, what do you have in stock right now? And for them to start preparing that and getting that out is is uh, just a little bit of a shift logistically for us uh, before we can get back into. And we only need to sustain ourselves that way for a couple of days before we start having other resources coming in from the Salvation Army divisionally, a, a bigger where they're coming in partnership with baptist uh men who are are down there right now cooking at the city center for the salvation army to deliver those food uh those food products so for us i mean it's something that we do every single day so it's just a shift of and we're going to be shifting this on Mm -hmm. to our canteen versus out of our front door
1: all right, 17 after 7, Bill Mockabee is with us. He's the area commander of the Salvation Army. I can't, I can't say enough about the Salvation Army. They're a great organization. They put their, they put their feet on the ground. They put, their, they put their soul into helping the people that are needing help at this time. And we're going to talk further with him. We're going to have him to the bottom of the hour. We'll tell you how you can help them. Uh, by making um, monetary contributions and things of that nature when we come back. But right now, we've got to get a break ourselves. i got to pay the electric bill. We'll be back with more in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so we are talking about the uh, tornadoes that hit us last Friday. It hasn't even been a week yet, and a lot of things have already been done. I, I really am uh, amazed at how, how well the cleanup is going. Uh, they were working real hard uh, up to today, because we got a line of thunderstorms that are going to come in at about seven thirty ish. Looking at the uh, clouds out there; they don't look good. What do you, what do you got for me, Aaron?
4: Uh, more like nine o'clock.
1: Oh, it's nine o'clock now, so it's slowed down. I'd yeah, rather all, they came through all quickly.
2: warming kind of out west right now.
1: And yeah, that's not good. I don't like that.
2: It's just got that feel. Doesn't it? It's just got. Yeah. You walk outside and you got that feel.
1: Yeah, there's that heavy yeah. humidity out there. I know last night uh, we didn't uh, turn the air conditioning down a lot, uh, but it was kind of not, how do you want to put this? It was so humid, you know, the the blankets are sticking to you. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate that. So I finally got up and set the uh, air conditioner down to seventy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, I wanted I was expecting to be awakened two or three o'clock' because they were talking about all these storms coming through and evidently they missed us you know they they were out there, but they missed us yeah, no, thank goodness lie. for that we'll we'll take we'll take little things like that but bill uh, Mockaby is with us he's the area commander of the salvation Army and let me just remind you one o one one f m the answer dot We have a list of all the different organizations that are out there serving uh, the citizens of Little Rock and the areas of all of this destruction that we've had. Bill is here talking about what the Salvation Army is doing. They're feeding a lot of people, and, Bill, I know that uh, that costs money. How can my listeners help you all with money?
3: Yeah, right now, and that's the best way to give is monetarily. You can uh, text the word STORM to 51555, or if you want to go online, it is uh, helpsalvationarmy.org.
1: Okay, so it's, uh, give us that phone number again that you can text it to.
3: Text STORM to 51555, okay. or online at helpsalvationarmy.
1: Okay, you guys take credit cards and things? Take
3: credit card. You could also stop by our office at 1111 West Markham uh, and drop checks or cash uh, off down there, donations. We'll take those. Uh, We are asking right now that uh, people do not bring us um, clothes uh, and those kinds of gifts in kind. Um, We are preparing for that long-term, short-term, and long-term recovery. And uh, monetary donations gives us the fluidity to, uh, as needs pop up, to be able to meet that need immediately uh, without all the logistical cost and um, and everything that goes into having to warehouse uh, dry goods and, yeah. and those. You know, people don't realize for every dollar they give to you, you guys can take it and turn it into five or six dollars. Yeah, we we do a really good job of leveraging every dollar that we uh, that that's given to us right now with these disaster donate. 100 percent of that stays right here and is used right here in Central Arkansas. Yeah,
1: that's important as well. One
3: one of the great things about the Salvation
2: Army is is as far as charitable organizations, a lot of times you people will want to give money and they go, "Well, where's my money really going? How much of my money is going to this?" With the Salvation Army, you don't have to worry about that. No. And uh, your money is going directly to where it needs to go. Nobody's taking, it, taking a vacation anywhere. Every bit of that money is going to where it's supposed to go, so you don't have to worry about it with these guys.
1: Well, we used to, um, not this station, another station I worked with, we used to help another large organization. And uh, we did a lot with them back with nine eleven. and then we found out how the money was being spent. <laughs> and from that point on, our money went to the Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah. Just so you know that. Well, I mean, thank that's, you. That's we, we I, work, I have nothing but the utmost uh, yeah. respect for you all. Yeah, Thank right. you.
3: We work hard to make sure that we're transparent. We work hard to make sure that that money is being used with the uh, donor's intent. We say we're doing the most good, which is always the question we ask with our resources. Are we doing the most good by spending it here or investing it here? Yeah, the, okay. the, the commander didn't roll in here on the Corvette this morning. No, he didn't <laughs> okay.
1: show up. <laughs> yeah, and, and he didn't redecorate his office. You're no. not redecorating your
3: office, are you? I have not redecorated. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, wood paneling office yeah, we won't get
1: into all of that i'm just, just telling you I, I already dealt with that on the radio a few years back so we won't deal with that with you all and that's why we we, we work closely with the salvation army we do a lot of things with you all and and, and we we count it as a blessing to be able to work with you all because you guys are super people you really are you're well, super you. people you're Thank fun God.
3: to work with, Bill, and we are grateful for you we're so great. I mean, I tell you one of the things with all the destruction and the despair uh, there's always that uh, little shimmer of hope when you start seeing uh, how our kansans are responding and helping neighbors helping neighbors and uh, i mean it's just, there's that hope that we always see that we try to deal in
1: yeah let me let me give a word about that, and that is I know that you want to help. But don't get in your pickup truck and and head out to where all this devastation is with with your chainsaw, okay? Get with a group that's doing this stuff and find out how you can be integrated into them and you can help them do what it is that needs to be done. You can cause more damage than help if you get out there and... Start being the the lone
3: crusader out there. (laughs) And not only can you do that, uh, and uh, we saw this the other day, uh, people going down just to look, just to sightsee. And it is causing all kinds of trouble.
1: You know, why do you want to go and look at other people's, you know, worst day? Well,
2: I'll put it to you like this. I've got one son that's a firefighter and one that's a police officer. And you put first responders, you put Salvation Army personnel, you put residents in danger when you do that. These are not safe areas to be in. Mm.
1: Yeah, you you, know. you guys know what to do where you're set up and whatever. You got the generators and everything you need to make it all happen. And uh, again, how many how many meals have you served now since since Friday? Do you know?
3: We're over five thousand. I didn't have the final wow. numbers from last <laughs> night, but we're over five thousand hot meals. That's served. amazing. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's so, how do people find you i mean do what do what do, we, do you shoot a flare up or something? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, we have a fixed location at the city center, so we 're coordinated okay. with the city of Little Rock there uh, we have uh, The rest of them are roaming and they 're staying in the affected areas uh, and and not going outside of that. We talked real quickly uh, just about the fact that um, uh, those areas that do have electricity. We do not want to take away business. We do not want to, uh, def- you know, get people, we don't want people not going into local businesses and supporting them. Uh, during this time so we're trying to keep our service area uh, in that affected area so that we have trucks uh, smaller trucks that are roaming uh, through those areas and and we call
1: those roach coaches coaches. you guys you guys guys we don't call roach coaches (laughs) (laughs) it's good food i'm just telling you they don't they don't just it's not cold donuts i'm going to tell you it's good food that you guys can
2: i ask something real quick uh criminals look for opportunity and you guys are out there on the front lines in in areas where criminals look for opportunity there is reality there what what measures do you take to keep your people safe out there because we've seen it before we've seen it before and i know that's a that's a reality there and i know it's there so what what do you guys do
3: yeah there's definitely an inherent risk in doing this um we always have multiple people you'll never see a salvation army unit out with just one individual there's always several uh, at the very least two um and um you know, if, and if they're ever asked or approached in some kind of a manner that is threatening they just you can have the keys Right. Well, that's a smart move. I don't know yeah. if that was good to say in, on the air because somebody can just come to the now. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> <All right>. 30
1: <laughs> seconds left. Uh, Commander, again, the, uh,
3: the text number and uh, where people can come and give money. Text STORM to 51555, uh, org online, or you can stop by with a donation at 1111 West Markham Street here in Little Rock.
1: All right. Area Commander Bill uh, Mockabee. From the Salvation Army here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's always a pleasure to have you in the studio, Bill, anytime. you got you got something you want to talk about. Stop by, all right? Thank you, Dave. Open mic from you. All right, let's get to Bill O'Reilly. He's up now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so uh, do me a favor. Help out the good folks at the uh, Salvation Army, if you would. Uh, they are a great organization. And, again, since last Friday, uh, they've fed 5,000 People. Those are first responders, EMTs, all the other people that are down there, plus the people that are, you know, cleaning up from their own houses.
2: When you stop and think about it,
1: that when you stop and think about it, that's amazing. Yeah, what they've done in that short period of time. Yeah. I and mean, like you said, I know he doesn't want to call them roach coaches, but the bottom line, the little trucks, the little pickup <laughs> trucks that <laughs> yeah. they drive around, those are those are really uh, they help a lot. Oh God, they help a lot. There, there's something to be said when you're out and last week it was a little colder and it was windier and it had been raining and uh, you're out there doing the best that you can and somebody stops by and they give you a pastry and a hot cup of coffee. Man, that makes all the difference in, in the world. Is that Joel? Did I see Joel Johnson all right? Come on over, Joel. We'll bring Joel on over here. I've asked Joel Johnson to join me today just for the simple reason that, guess what, a lot of you over there in uh, uh Little Rock, West Little Rock, in fact, West Little Rock, North Little Rock, you know, Sherwood, you're going to need a new roof. I'm, I'm probably, no question about it. A lot it. of you figured <laughs> I mean, that out when you yeah. looked, you stood inside your house, you looked up, and you didn't have a roof. <laughs> yeah. But uh, somebody was, uh, Alan Kerr and I were talking about this yesterday, Joel. Are there any blue tarps still to
4: be had here in the city? Absolutely. We have plenty of tarps. Okay. Because uh, well, they're can't, everywhere. Can't <laughs> can't. Walmart donated a whole truckload no, uh, okay, of good. Tarps, so we've, yeah. we've got plenty of tarps. They're
1: right everywhere. Yes. I mean, you look around, it, uh, you know, you think there's some kind of big movement going or something. There, there is. It's yeah. the Help the Your Neighbor movement Yeah, right now. I got gotcha. you. So you've been out. You've gone through the affected areas. How bad is it? It's
4: bad. I've been through these uh, several times—hurricanes down on the coast, uh, tornadoes—and uh, every time it's uh, it's it's the same, but it's it's different. You get the same feeling, but it's it's just uh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing to see what uh, what storms can do to to trees that are three foot in radius across the center and just snap it off about thirty forty feet in the air and take that piece yeah. and set it someplace else. Yeah, amazing. Never
1: fails to humble. No, no, you feel how yeah.
4: small we really are.
1: Yeah, Mother Nature's pretty strong when she wants to flex her muscles a little. Bit. <laughs> she, oh yeah, yeah. Don't want to make her mad. But. I guess she's her way of saying she's an LSU fan. <laughs> oh, well, <I'm> <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. You know. You know, yeah, well, with our the, shop
4: in North Little Rock. It went literally through our backyard. Did uh, Our building was spared, but uh, the neighborhood just behind us, at uh, one block behind us, is you know is bad. And uh, there's a little church and uh, apartments. You know, there's a lot of apartments around that. Uh,
1: that that's the weirdest thing about tornadoes is that they can they do weird things because of the differentiation in pressure air Mm -hmm. pressure and everything They're down in Wichita Falls when they had the big one this was been back in the 70s I guess it was it was when that's incredible was on television does everybody remember that show Uh, and they were showing Wichita Falls there was a home a, a table in the middle of the house had a Coke bottle on it, hmm. with the cap still on it, yeah. and the the uh, tornado had sucked out the liquid in the bottle.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: empty comp- bottles. The compression
2: there. Of, of jar goods, and then the expansion back. And uh, quick story in nineteen seventy six, a big one went through Cabot. I was in that, and uh, Joe Parks, uh, his mom worked at the bank, and it totally leveled the bank. They got in the safe, and in the middle of this totally level level building of rubble was her desk with a coke bottle uh, with coke and all her papers and everything was just as she sat there yeah
1: now just sitting there they're they're really bizarre storms hurricanes are not that way hurricanes are like mother's nature taking her hand and just going backhanding yeah yeah and just clears out a a swath of, of
4: destruction tornadoes are spooky yeah i'm just gonna
2: say that there. tornadoes spooky.
4: are not good for anybody yeah no. i'm in the storm restoration business um, but uh, tornadoes are just not good for anybody hail damage okay if you got hit by hail on your head then you, you should have been inside yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You> know? yeah. <laughs> so it may damage your roof damage your car all that stuff is replaceable um, unless we get the, the, the texas size hail, you know, 3-inch, 4-inch softball things. Yeah, the softball that, you know, stuff. Land in your living room. Now, that's a little different. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, 3-quarter inch to even 2-inch hail around here is just, is just not as bad as one tornado.
1: Okay, so what are you telling the people as you go visit them? I mean, you've got, I think you said uh, the day before yesterday you had 20 people out yeah yeah we've got talking all, to
4: folks. yeah all of our service guys are driving around tarps. Uh, we have you know ice and water shields and underlayment that we can put to the roof if it's just like one tree limb sticking through the roof. We don't want to put a huge tarp on it because tarps could have a tendency to blow off, especially if we have some more uh, storms blowing in, so we'll patch holes specifically and and then tarp roofs and uh, structures, stuff like that if we have to. Uh, one thing I've got is a uh, no soliciting signs. Uh, We made this up years ago because this happens from time to time, and then we'll get a bunch of, I just say riffraff, you know, guys come in town or people decide to become roofers and... Uh so we tell our customers. How about criminals. Let's just say <laughs> yeah, what it you is. You can right? say what you want to say. I <laughs> <I understand. laughs> but yeah, we just put, made these little signs up, but we're trying to make another little version of it to make it a little more presentable or leave it in somebody's house. It's meant to be like an ADT sign, uh but uh for our customers that say, look, we want PI roofing, leave us alone. Uh you put a no soliciting sign in your front yard um and if they come knock on your door then you can call the cops. You're right. Because now they're soliciting in a no soliciting area. So we just put those for our customers. Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things is trying to keep people away from people that don't want you there. And if you don't want us there, by all means, we'll, you know, you can hire your contractor because uh, there's no way that we can handle all the volume of, of destruction that there is. Well, you're being called
1: now. People are calling oh, yes. you. Yeah, we're mean, not... I've been talking about you for 20-something years. All yeah, right? We're in 23. Yeah. And people, people are calling you and saying, come out and take a look. Tell me what right. what i got to do and things of that nature. When you got people that are walking through your subdivision and they're knocking on your door, mm-hmm. saying, "I can see that you need some <laughs> roofing," uh, <laughs> you know, you, you number one, ask them what state? <coughs> what state are you from? Well, because they're from every oh, sure, surrounding sure. state around Arkansas. Yep. They fly. Yeah. Do you know that they fly people in? Oh yeah. Well, it, well, it's it's our, in,
2: what in. we say. You know, people look for opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right, and there are bad people that look for opportunity. Right. So, like a question for you, okay? Because the the elderly, the elderly are prey for a lot of these people. Oh yeah. What do What do folks need to look for, especially those elderly folks?
4: Well, um, like we talked about uh, earlier in the week, a couple easy things is first the Better Business Bureau. Um, if I'm an accredited uh, contractor, general contractor, roofer, um, Different. there's differentiation between the two of them. But if you're not accredited, it means that you don't want to pay the money to be public. Uh, we pay the money to with the better business Bureau to be public we 're not hiding from anybody uh, we don 't have a, a an excellent you know no one 's ever complained about us because yeah we 've done enough business that we found somebody yeah. that complained about sure, us. Sure. so it, it happens and I, and we try to love on those people, give them their money back, you know whatever we need to do to try to make them happy and, and some people are just not happy so uh, we pay to be public is what I, was how I say that. Uh, the other is is to make sure that you contact the um, um, uh, Arkansas. Um, uh, contractor's licensing board. Um, years ago, the contractor's licensing was a little more stringent. You had a residential contractor, a commercial contractor, maybe a home improvement contractor. Well, I guess enough of the small guys, I would say, complained, so they've they've lowered the levels, and now there's like a bunch of levels of contractors. Uh, so make sure that your contractor has the right um, uh Credentials to be able to do the project of your size. Uh, for instance, if I we're we're a general contractor, we have an unlimited uh, bond bid limit uh, type thing, so we can do a small patch in your drywall, or we could erect a commercial structure out here somewhere. Correct. Uh, so we can do all that now. And um, if your contractor has a um, a smaller license that is only is available for jobs that have a value of twenty five thousand dollars, then if they go to the city of Little Rock and try to pull a permit they can't pull a permit over $25,000 because their license does not allow them to. Yeah. Now they need to do some more work, You know, maybe more years in business, maybe better financial backing, maybe better bonding, whatever it is to meet those qualifications. So some people say, well, we've got a license. Well, what is a license? Yeah. you know. Then yeah. I've got insurance. Well, let me, let me see your insurance. Yeah, let me see it. And, and does then, it have a name? And yeah. then let me call your, your agent. That's right. And uh, say, hey, is this insurance actually good today? Yeah, are they up to date? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: You know, that Alan Alan Kerr was on yesterday. Okay. That's the first thing he said. He said, look at their insurance policy, find out who it's with, call them, and ask if it's paid up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, And and what you can do, too, is look if people are coming around, and you say, okay, this, you know, call your insurance agent. Say, hey, this company's coming around. What do you know Mm -hmm. about them? Sure. You know, find out. And uh, one thing I'll say, like, this guy's tan, okay? Yeah.
0: Well.
2: If a guy walks up to your door and says he's a roof specialist and he's white as a sheet, he's not he a roof looks specialist. Like it looks like he's albino. Okay. Yeah. yeah Am I like making it. sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Con- common sense yeah. comes into play here at some point, right? Yeah. It, uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to that's be true. That's the other thing. And if they start talking about, well, you know that money you got to pay up front, well, with us, you don't have to pay that money up front.
4: So that's another that's another great one. Um, so we don't want to take money up front if we don't have to, especially in a storm situation. Um, tarps are pretty much free. The customer doesn't have to pay for the tarp, okay? Because the insurance company is going to pay for it. So uh, we've lost them. I said we lost some jobs where we go and say, hey, okay, we're, we're, the guys are coming your way, and the customer says, oh no no, wait, this other guy's going to tarp my roof for free. I'm like, well, but who's gonna? But but he's, you know he's gonna get paid, right? Yeah. Right, right. Well, no, he's gonna do everything for free. Well, if no. it's for free, it's not for me, yeah. because yeah. he's gonna catch you on the other end for. Yeah. Now yeah. I gave you that for free. Now what are you gonna give me? You're gonna pay for it. Yeah. So we. I mean, yes, we talked for free, but we're gonna build your insurance company. And we're going to do as everything we can, but we're going to get paid because we're a for-profit company. We we have to make a profit so we can then service our customers later and donate roofs and, and donate time and donate money and, and do those things. What about the
2: guys? That, everybody shows up with chalk, right? Oh, the and, circles. Yeah. Yep. But what about the guys that go that want to do your roof But they go, hey, I'm going to help you out with your insurance company. So I'm going to go around and I'm going to mark your fence and your deck and all this stuff. And, and, and they say, okay. And now we don't want to do that work, oh, but I'm going to right. help you. I'm going to help you by doing that for yeah. talk about those guys because that's a scam.
4: Yeah. So again, that's why I say that we're a general contractor. So I say we, we're a general contractor, but we specialize in roofing. So we can hire an electrician, we can hire a, mm-hmm. a plumber, all those other electrical or a, a licensed trades, because I don't have those guys on staff anymore. Right. Um, so what we want to do is we, want, we do want to handle the whole claim. We want to fix your fence. We want to yeah, hire a guy do. to do all that you stuff. Do. So if someone says, you know, we're going to get you as much money as possible, then we're going to, well, what, it, what are they going to do with the money? I guess we're going yeah. to give it back to you. So we're going to take your claim from 25000 to 50000 by adding the fence and some other mm-hmm. things in. Uh, but then I guess I'd want to know what they're gonna charge for actually the roof because the customer should get that money back yeah if I were to do that and say okay th- the roof is 25,000 we got you another 25 for everything else here's your check yeah. right it's your money now, yeah. now, now it's up to you to go hire someone to go do those things mm-hmm. and that's what most people don't want to do they say no you keep the money you take the, because we want you to make sure it gets done. And if yeah. it's not done right, we want one company to, to argue with or yell at. That's We're right. Yell at Joel right. because Joel's guys didn't, you know. Yeah, when
2: you, when you get those folks that do that and they say, hey, but I'm going to help you out and do this, but we don't want to do that work. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to help you out there. with. Well, that's what you got to watch for. Yeah,
1: me. I would be really skeptical of people like that. Yeah. All right. I got to get a break in, guys. We'll be back. Joel's going to be with us in the next hour as well. So, uh, don't go anywhere. You're going to learn some things today. If you got questions about roofing and things of that nature, 501-823-0965 number for you to call. And uh, Joel will be happy to try to answer your question for you. All right, back with you. We've got just a couple of minutes left until we get to the news. Joel Johnson's here. He is the owner, proprietor, main bottle washer, PI Roofing. <laughs> Of course, he and his wife own, uh, and Ver- her name is Veronica, they own uh, PI Roofing. They are great Christian people as well. I have, no- nobody walks on my roof uh, to fix it unless they have PI Roofing as their, uh, the person that uh, has them as their uh, worker. Just know know that. And they they do a fantastic job. They've put two roofs on my house. Uh, when I first bought it, and then we had uh, had some hail, and had to do it again.
4: Isn't that right around the time I uh, I wrote that? Isn't that right around the time I wrote, wrote that your book, book? Never have to pay for another roof. That's right, and right? I haven't paid for another. If, roof. if it's installed right, it, it, it's gonna you're gonna get hail damage or storm damage, and the insurance company pays for your roof. All you do is pay your deductible, and you get a brand new roof. No, I kept. I I, you know, we uh, we belong to your your
1: organization that they come out and look at my roof from time to time you know they'll give me a call and say we're going to be in your area you care if we walk on your roof no come on you can walk on my roof anytime
4: preventive maintenance <laughs> i mean it, it, it it's in the name it's preventative people mm-hmm. are like well I, i've got a brand new roof five years ago well but it's preventative maintenance we don't want to wait till you have that the whole the stain on your ceiling uh, it's yeah, preventative five let's, years let's is five
1: years and you're you're not a shingle laying on top of a roof where it's hotter than hades during mm-hmm. the summertime oh and it's colder than you know a, a brass bezier for a witch yeah. you know uh bottom line is uh that that thing goes through a lot of contractions uh, if you, if and you think, expansions. Uh, yeah, if
2: you think a hard rain doesn't <clears throat> pound roofs i mean think about if you were standing out and pouring down rain hard rain just think about that what your roof goes through on that deal, right?
4: Yeah, we talk about the roof is your most expensive appliance that never turns off.
1: That's, right. yeah, That's it's true. It's always working. Yeah. Day it's and night, it never
4: complains. But we, when I call a leak a cry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because your roof is hurt. Yeah. Something hurts your roof. The, the water is coming through, and we've got to find out what's going on. That we don't sense. want roofs crying. It's really <laughs> weird. I mean, I'm, the
1: last time that I, I had uh, PI out, I, I had a little leak. And I couldn't, number one, I couldn't believe it, all right, because it's never happened to me. Other than the time, and Joel remembers this, when they had that fly swatter on top of my mm-hmm. my house for direct TV and they took right. it off and then they didn't fill the holes. Yeah. And uh, that, who ne- that's just the roof.
4: Who needs to fill the holes? Yeah, that was
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, 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 I saw a little discoloration <sighs> in the living room and I'm going, what's going on? And I called PI Roof and they came out, they got on top of my roof. And it took them an hour, but they found one nail, one nail sticking up a little bit. And what was happening, it, was rain, it would rain on it. Mm-hmm. And it travels. Yeah, travels, and it's travels, amazing travels. how far yeah. it traveled. This was at the end of uh, where well, you've seen my house. It, it was over by the garage, and it was going from the garage all the way, yeah. a, a third of the way across my home and dripping into my living room.
4: Yeah. That's why these guys are roof leak detectives. It's not just go up there and patch a hole. It's you got to you got to d- do some detective work. Yeah. You got to look around and investigate. And the guys that don't take the time, and then sometimes it's a second thing. You go, "Oh, well there's something." I say, "Hey fellas, don't just leave. Yeah. Walk around. Look at some look for look for the second thing." And uh, you know, half the time they'll say, well, You know what? There was a second thing. I'm glad I stayed for 30 more minutes." You know, charge a customer 30 minutes to sit there and find another leak versus another trip charge. Right. we right. got to get you back on the schedule. we got to do all this stuff. We've got to take time out of your day. So spend a few more minutes on the roof. Make sure we give the customer a great product and service, and then and then we're good.
1: All right. You stay right where you're at. The duct tape holding? It is, yes. Okay,
4: okay. So he can't leave his chair right now. <laughs>
1: He's going to be back with us in the next hour. Jimmy Cain is going to be here as well. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stick around. We're going to talk roofs next hour. You got a question? 501 right, back with you. Joel Johnson's here. Uh, he is the man who knows more about roofs than I'll, than, than his little finger than I'll know in my whole body. Just be <laughs> honest. He knows, he knows a lot about roofs. And uh, he, I, I've asked him to come in today because there's a lot of you that are going to learn a whole lot about roofs over the next few weeks. Uh, some of you, it's going to take you months before somebody can even get on top of your house.
4: Yeah, and some of the homes, um, yeah, I, they may not, they may not, they may have to start from scratch.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to build it from the yeah. from the foundation up. So just know that it, you know, we'll be we'll be thinking of you and and working with you and trying to help you as much as we can here on this show because your your problems are really just beginning. Yeah, yeah. so you know you're gonna be living in a motel or whatever until all this is done, and there's only so many people that are out there fixing roofs and fixing homes and and doing this construction and and fixing them right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which is
2: key. I mean, and um, I go through the reality about how many how many people their feelings are about to get hurt. (laughs) Okay, on what what's going to get paid for, what's not. How did they get around all that to make sure that they get the full value
1: yeah, yeah. from their insurance policy? Yeah, the because that's way, where you help, right? Here's the best Absolutely. way to do this. Yep. Joel, you know what's going on. Start with A
4: and well, walk a, us through a, a, a is call your insurance company and get, okay. a, get a claim yeah. number. Uh, whoever you're it, – and it's typically not your agent that you that you send the money to every month or every year. You should have an, an, uh, a hotline, an a 800 number, a toll-free number. Uh, call that because they have you know people there twenty four seven. I'm sure uh, taking claims and getting policy numbers. Get you, get yourself a claim number, and that's the first step. Uh, putting an insurance company on notice. Um, I, I'm I live in Arca- Arkansas. I've got an Arkansas policy. I can't talk about your policy, anybody's policy. I'm not a lawyer. Insurance adjuster, uh, uh, public adjusters are illegal in Arkansas. So just want to make sure that we're just we're just talking about right. about right. stuff cuz there's there's people out there that you know are are people that anyway so um when i talk about my policy i want to make sure that um i'm covered for for the loss and i've got to understand my policy so if you don't know what's in your policy you, you, after you get your claim you need to maybe then talk to your agent about getting a copy of your policy because the adjuster that comes out to look at your roof probably doesn't have a copy of your policy. He probably has some footnotes of, you know, what to do. I, I don't know what they have or what they know, but they probably don't know everything. Uh, so that's up to you as, as a consumer. That policy is a contract between you and the insurance company. The insurance company has to do certain things, and the, and the insured has to do certain things. So me on my house, if I don't pay my deductible, that gives the insurance company a, an out. Yep. Sometimes they use it. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. But what we ask our customers: just pay us the deductible, whatever it is. It just pay that, and that way you fulfilled your obligation with the insurance company from the start. You've contacted them. You pay your deductible, and then we can. And then for us, it's signing a service agreement. So a service agreement with us is all you're telling us is you're giving us permission to work on your home and work with your insurance adjuster and your insurance company. At that point, we can send that to the insurance company and say, hey, we've collected deductible, f- fulfilled, the customers fulfilled that part. We have a service agreement, so we have now we have a contract with you were insured, so now you need to deal with us on what the loss is. We don't know what their policy says. It, we really don't care. You know, I don't like saying we don't care, but it doesn't matter <coughs> because we can't read your policy. We don't even know what's in there. We know that in Arkansas, as of the 1st of January, Us building back a roof or a structure, it has to be built back to 2021 building codes. That changed in January. You know what the code was before January? 2012.
1: Wow. (laughs) So we went from the 2012
4: building code to 2021 building code as of January 2020. Three.
1: So let me just assume that the cost of replacing a roof went up.
4: Um, from what I've seen in there, the roofing and, and just in general didn't really change. They've added some language. They've added new roof systems because now we have more coatings. We have more stone-coated metals, different type of metals, a different type of flashing. So they've up, updated some of that, but the, the bare bones of it, nothing really changed. But if your contractor doesn't know to use that code and he has to pull a permit and they get asked questions, and they put the wrong, you know, we're following 2012 code or 20-whatever, uh, the, the, the permit could be denied or you're just going to have problems. If they don't know that, then it's probably not really good for them to be your yeah. contractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Absolutely. <laughs> but the service agreement really helps us have some teeth and uh, and the ear of the insurance adjuster. If we just say, hey, we're working with Dave Ellswick on his roof, they go, we don't know you. I go, oh, hold on a second, I've got a service agreement. And we've, he's already paid his deductible, so we have an agreement. We have a contract to fulfill with Mister Ellsworth, and they mm-hmm. go, "Oh, now we're now we have to talk to you and, and deal with you." I'm going to tell you what that didn't happen with
1: when I called my insurance uh, agent. <coughs> I called, I called uh, Alan Kerr. Oh yeah, and yep. he said, uh, and, and Alan says, "Well, who are you use?" I said, "Well, who do you think?" PI <laughs> Roofing, and he, and he goes, "Oh yeah, they're great guys."
4: Yeah, Alan's been very good with us over the years. I think we've replaced his roof twice, too. (laughs) (laughs) And he upgraded to a a better shingle this last time. Uh, But, yeah, and Alan's really helped me out, too. I've had to uh, text him and ask him some questions on insurance stuff because I don't do the insurance side of it, you know, all the paperwork. Uh I just know what the building code is, and then I try to find out You know, is a customer going to have to pay out of pocket, or what questions do I tell them to ask somebody to get me the answer on, are we going to replace this under insurance cost, or is a customer going to pay for it? Right. And uh, the big big one on that uh, for the consumers, if they're going to pay out of pocket or not, is building code uh, ordinance. Uh, So if we're working on houses now that are 30 years old, uh, they were built 30 years ago under whatever the code was 30 years ago. So now we're under 2021 building code. We got to bring the structure of You're up the code. required
3: required to, bring to. It up yeah. Too.
4: So I'm hoping that their insurance agent um, convinced the uh, the insured to buy that little bit of coverage that yep. gives them. I don't know if it's. I think my policy's ten percent of the policy limit goes to uh, building ordinance uh, ordinance of law, which then gives you that amount of money uh, to um, what are some of the things ice and water shield uh, around the perimeter, uh, rake edges, and then the valleys. Uh, so it's a it's a little bit stronger underlayment, uh, sticks to the decking. You can put nails through it, and they pretty much seal around it. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a better underlayment than just felt. So that's part of the code. Uh, it wasn't part of the code 30 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, somewhere in there. So if they don't have it on their roof, or they, they may even have it, but uh, they don't have the code endorsement, uh, they're not going to get paid by the insurance company to do it. And sometimes... Uh, the insurance adjuster just doesn't know some things or misses i'll just maybe in quotes they miss some line items Mm -hmm. (laughs) drip edge ice and water shield proper starter uh, maybe some enhanced ridge cap that the customer may have they may have a little bit better roof already and um, uh, the adjuster may just put regular ridge cap or three tab you know cut in pieces put on the ridge they do that also Uh, so what we do is we go and we find out what's What's there now, and what does it take to bring what's there now up to today's code? And then we'll also say, hey, by the way, you could upgrade. You're going to get this from the insurance company. Now, if you wanted to upgrade and have a better roof, then you would cha- we would charge the customer a little bit more money for a little bit better roof. Um, so one of, the, one, of the, one of the other things I'm, I've been saying is, uh, why settle for a cheap roof even if the insurance company's paying for it? So one of the things that we run into is the insurance adjuster says uh, to the homeowner, t- to me, he says, hey, you know, hey, Joel, you have some hail damage on your roof. Uh, why don't you go get some estimates and uh, and you know get some prices and all that and, and bring them back and, and we'll talk about it. I'm not sure really sure what that means. But I would say, hold on, no, Mr. Adjuster, PI Roofing is my contractor. I've already chosen them. I- I'm not going right. out for bids. I'm not going looking for somebody else. I've already made a decision. Uh, because PI has been in the in, in my service area for 23 years, and I trust them. And Dave talks about them, and you know, you know, I, I know, I love these guys. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the adjuster then. Oh, no, you say, hear all of that? Yeah, I, we do. We really do. And I'm very thankful uh, for our for our family in Arkansas, uh, mainly Central Arkansas. When we do trade shows and stuff, not to get off the subject too much, but uh, when we do the trade shows, and I've got uh, ladies and guys there at, at our booths, and we don't necessarily get a lot of leads people saying oh my gosh you guys do roofs i need a roof yeah but we get more of hey you guys did my roof and i'm so thankful that you did And i'm like that's right that's right um so with the adjuster and you say that pi roofing is your contractor that should put them on alert that you're going to get us to help negotiate the scope of work
1: yeah let me explain that to everybody okay so so pi roofing uh, I had called them about some hail damage we had had, and they checked out. They got ways of finding out if your if your house, if you were in the zone that the hail fell at, and everything. You guys got charts and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that show that. And uh, sure enough, I'd had hail damage, and uh, I uh, I called PI Roofing. They came out, they walked on the, the roof, and said, "Yeah, Dave, you're going to have to have the roof replaced. It, it tore up your roof pretty good." And so uh, we've. We had the adjuster come out from the insurance company, and your folks showed up the same day. He asked yep. me, do you want me to be, cap- be on here? I said, you're the one putting the roof on. I'm not. And I said, yeah, you tell them, you know, here's what we mm-hmm. got to do. Right. And uh, they had some some, some spirited discussion yes, when absolutely. they were up there on the roof. And yep. it all came out that uh, uh, I'm one of those cheapskates. I'm one of the guys to say, uh, hey, I, I want a good roof. Uh, But I don't want to pay for it, Mm -hmm. basically. And uh, uh, what it ended up to is I had some dings on my guttering, and we decided not to change the guttering, leave it alone, and take that money and apply it on the roof. And voila, I owe nothing. Zippo. Except $1,000 I had to pay up front. All All right? right. Yep. And
4: And it was your guy who worked that all out. So you you probably just lost your um, recoverable depreciation of the gutter value, um, uh, so they're going to pay you the actual cash value of the gutters, but they wouldn't pay you the probably the, the other part of it. Again, that's right. the, in the weeds of the insurance stuff. But yeah, the insurance company I, I think they I think they're needed, um, um, but they uh, they too, when you talk about insurance fraud, you know I think there can be fraud from two sides. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I know there's contractors out there. I see them. I I can I see their websites where they say they're going to pay for things and give you a free upgrade. I mean, you can't really, you can't really. I mean, there's there's different things out there. But then also the insurance company. I feel if the insurance adjuster doesn't come out understanding your particular policy, Mm -hmm. what what they're supposed to pay for on your particular roof, and they give you a, a, a a claim loss that is less than what it's supposed to be. And then us as the contractor has to come back and supplement, which is add more things to it of of the things that they missed that are just obvious. To me, that's fraud. Now, that's just me talking. I'm not accusing or what. No, I agree with you. I'm not trying to get sued. But I think that that person did a disservice to both, you know, the insurance company and the insured. Because now, and as for the contractor, we don't get paid extra to – to make phone calls make trips to the customer's location meet with a new adjuster because the other guy got fired or now he's in florida or texas or someplace else uh we go uh, we we had uh back in april we had to go to uh benton for one well i think we were a couple houses down there i won't mention the insurance company directly but we did four uh separate inspections with four different insu- uh insurance adjusters oh and they were independent adjusters not company adjusters and like meeting that. the adjuster, we're like, oh, yeah, this roof is trashed. And all the houses around are already getting roofs. And we're like, okay, yeah. I mean, but the other guy said it wasn't. Yeah. And then it turns it in, and, you know, three weeks later it gets denied again. And I'm like, what do you need me to do, you know? Right. And then the last adjuster said, hey, can you just send me all your stuff? I'm like, well, what are you going to pay me? because now you want me to do the you want me to do your administrative administrative work you at least paid that guy 300 bucks to show up and do his report you're not paying me a penny yeah all
1: right back with you to dave ellswick show uh 501-823-0965 you got a question about roofing here's the man to ask we've got uh you know joel johnson a pi roofing on and he's walking you through this whole situation that many of you are finding yourself in, some of you are finding in. You're going to have to talk to people about rebuilding your home, and uh, I I do not I'm I do not envy you. That uh, that's not going to be fun, uh, and it's going to take time, and it's going to be expensive. Just know that it will be expensive because wood doesn't cost the same now as it did maybe in 1995 when your home was built. Just the way 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 it goes. All right, so let's uh, let's jump
4: on where we're at now, uh, Joel. What what's next step? Um, so after uh, after you meet the adjuster, and we want the, we want to meet the adjuster when he comes out there. If we've already been there, or if we even haven't been there yet, let us know when the adjuster's coming out. So yeah, they want to guys, be there. They will to argue with him We sometimes. will. We will. We will.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't like nice to, about it. <laughs> trying to help Dave here a little bit. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to argue, but we're going to. We're not going to. We're not going to let them put one over on us. And right. us is us and our, and our customer. Right. Because you're our customer. When you hire us – You're my advocate. Yes. That's were the you, way I look well, at it. Well, so we can't necessarily be the customer's advocate. I call us the roof's advocate. Okay. <laughs> because the roof is really what we're fighting for. And we're going to fight uh, to make sure that that roof doesn't cry for a long time. We want to get it put back together the right way to 2021 building codes and beyond. Um, if if the manufacturer's recommends uh, installation instructions is string, more stringent than the code, then we have to follow the manufacturer's recommendations. Correct. Um, and sometimes the adjusters don't know that or don't put it down, and, and we have to supplement for that. So let us meet the adjuster out there. We'll get a service agreement signed. You don't pay anything. We would love for you to pay your deductible, so you're paying, so you're showing the insurance company that you're fulfilling your part of the claim process. Uh, once you do that, there's no out of pocket for you unless there's something that has to happen that's not covered in your policy. And as, as contractors, we don't know that. So you need to look at your policy and find out what those things might be. Um, and I'll say again, don't settle for a cheap roof just because the insurance company paying for it. Uh, I don't try to save the insurance company money. Um, they're not trying to save me money when i pay my premium
2: that's right they
4: may tell me that they're uh, that they're giving me a discount but when i see the good hands you know at every football game and i see all these billions uh, billions of dollars spent on ads from the insurance companies that tells me that they have profit and they have profit from me from my particular home and your particular home they're making a profit that's allowing them to advertise to get more customers Okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Right. but now I'm a, customer, or I'm, a, I'm a business too, and I need to have profit so I can pay Dave Ellswick to advertise for me on the radio, and, and I can get to his listeners, and I can tell them our story and, and get, our, get the word out of, of the things that we do for the community and how we can serve them. So if we don't make any profit or they want to, they want to limit the profit that we make, that becomes a personal problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and our retail customers, if you're paying cash, we're all about trying to save money. You know, we're going to try to get as close to that code as possible. We're going to use the cheapest material, if that's what you want, as possible, uh, because it's coming out of your family budget. We understand that. But if the insurance company says, hey, you have a a million dollars, you know, whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever you have to replace your roof, we're going to say, yep, that's, that, that sounds good. That's the, that's about the price. Yeah. Yep. And, but then we go into the insurance company's program and we show them um, how we came up with that number. Uh, because there's a line item for everything when you're, when you're estimating a, a project with the insurance company. Um, there's install the shingles, take off the shingles, dump the shingles, transport the shingles from the backyard to the front yard. Everything in there um, disposal of the shingles dispos- the, yeah. payment of the shingles, payment of disposal, yeah. transport of disposal. Yeah. Everything has a line item. When we do an estimate for a customer in like a cash job, we have our own Excel spreadsheet and we just plug our numbers in because we know what it what it costs to do it but if we do that then the insurance company says oh your price is too high we need you to break that down for us (laughs) break our why do we have to do more work because you're because it's you so we say well what's your number come to our number is 30,000 and and the insurance company's at 20 okay well show me what your I'll show you what you're missing if you show me the paperwork right so the insur the insurance paperwork can come to us it's it's it says it in the insurance paperwork that says hand this to your to your contractor and let them tell us if we're missing something and lo and behold they are oh what a big surprise a lot of times what they miss is just the overhead and profit so there's direct cost in there for tearing the shingles off but there's no general contractors o and p it's only 20 percent anyway all right,
1: a break, and then we're back, and we're talking and finishing up our conversation with Joel Johnson from PI Roofing. But right now, here's Hannity. With that in mind, uh, again, I, I asked uh, Joel Johnson to come on today uh, to talk about roofing because there's just a lot of things that you need to know. And look, you may not say, you might say, "Well, I'm just a homeowner." Well, I understand that, but you're a consumer, and you've got to know what it is you're consuming that's what it comes down to
4: right right yep well you mentioned uh, earlier about being on our maintenance program yep uh, so any any of our maintenance customers we're very fortunate uh, God blessed us over the last 23 years and I'm, I'm very uh, very blessed and humbled by that but uh, we have uh, 9,000 customers um, in central Arkansas and about 900 of them are on our maintenance plan uh, so being on the maintenance plan means that um we come out at least once a year, clean gutters out, check the roof for storm damage, um, uh, do those things. Make, call it a roof safety check. Make sure your roof is safe before the next storm blows in. Right. Um, but also, um, if you need a repair done, uh, we give you back in your in a virtual savings account ten uh, percent of the cost of the repair. Uh, so, and that that could, that's up to a thousand dollars. So we have. We have a lot of customers. Uh, my account was saying, uh, we got a lot of people out here with a thousand bucks in their savings account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to use them one of these days. I said, well, great. That's what it's there for. Let's let's give them a, a great roof, but then give them a way to uh, to kind of save up some money for an upgrade when they have a claim or when they want to do a, a new roof on their home. This isn't for uh, only insurance companies. It's not for only rich people, only poor people, only big houses, only small houses. It's everybody. Um, anybody in central Arkansas in our service, immediate service area um, is, a, is available to be in the maintenance plan and then available for those roofing rewards. We call them a PI bucks and it's up to a thousand bucks we we are doing a a program we've been doing this i think since the first of the year on our website uh, that uh, we want to come out and like register your roof with us so what that means is we're going to give you five hundred dollars in your virtual savings account because we want you as a customer Uh, we, we spend a lot of money on advertisement trucks Uh, radio billboards all that stuff costs us a lot of money so if we can acquire a customer by giving you a a free roof inspection and then giving you some uh, bonus bucks when you do go to replace your roof whether it's an insurance claim or a cash deal doesn't matter to us um, what we'll do is we'll come out uh register it means we're going to come check it out do you already have storm damage is your roof in a, a decent condition now or do you need some type of repairs uh give you that uh, some pictures and documentation about what your roof looks like and then that money can be used for whatever you want when you replace your roof um we don't care how you pay for it we mentioned already that we would like for the customer to pay us their deductible up front right that uh, that handles that contract it's a, part it's
1: usually by a thousand dollars
4: normally now we're going to be talk look look over the next couple of years it's going to be go going to percentages of your value of your um, policy really yeah okay. that, that's what they're well, doing that makes on, sense. like commercial building well I it mean, goes up though because yeah. i understand
1: you, that but it makes sense because yeah. repairs are going up to right. fix this stuff, it's not cheaper. Sure.
4: It's more expensive. And the insurance company's not going to lose money, are they? No, they don't not lose money. Not even in a tornado or Absolutely hurricane. Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> Absolutely not.
4: But that money's there. In, in a, We call it a virtual savings account. It's not cash. You can't just deposit or get a withdrawal, but it, it's there for our customers. And uh, if you want to do an upgrade, you know, you go from three-tab shingles. Insurance company's paying for that. And you want to go to architectural shingles, that money can go towards that or enhanced ridged or just you know prettier features on your roof. Uh, or if you already have an architectural shingle and you want to go to a designer, you know, that money goes to that. So it's, it's something we want to give back to the community and, and, and keep our customers in our network. We don't want you to have to go find somebody else in an emergency.
1: All right, so keep that all in, in mind. All right, so where did we let, up,
4: let leave off in, in in all of this? Uh, that was We were talking about meeting the adjuster. Uh, okay. So once we meet the adjuster, um we, we really uh, how do they say that um nobody wants to see how the sausage is made but right. it sure tastes good when, it, when it's done uh, so when we meet with the adjuster there, there may be a conflict uh we may see things that that they missed and they don't want to admit to it and and that happens that happens a lot uh and, and we don't want to we don't want to we're going to argue you know, it, but we're going to be formal. Um, we're going to be well. Yeah, I mean, it's are going to
1: like baseball bats right yeah. or anything. Not no. throwing each other off the roof. No,
4: we're not. We're not. We're not doing pushing and shoving. But we're going to we're going to fight for the roof uh, of what we think that it needs, and we're going to fight with documents. Uh, so and, and words, you know, our words documents from the manufacturer documents from the fire marshal for the state of arkansas uh dennis free we have a letter from him that says it doesn't matter where you're at in the state of arkansas you have to follow the 2021 uh, building code because the adjuster may say hey this guy's out in the middle of you know nowhere arkansas and uh no one's going to come inspect us we don't have to follow code so we're not paying for it Uh, yeah you do i go sir i'm (laughs) sorry but here's a piece of paper and it may take me to send that to somebody three times now who's paying for my guy's time to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I yeah. mean it's coming out of our coming out of our so-called profit. Uh so the more that the more that we can get the insurance company to agree to up front, uh, the less time we have to do all this sausage making process. And we we want to keep the customer involved in that, but we don't want you to have to see the the action. Okay, I got you. So we're gonna copy the customer on emails back and forth just so you know that we're making contact. And then, when the insurance adjuster doesn't copy the customer to us, we will then reinstall the customer back in our reply to the insurance company, (laughs) so So they they know what's going on. So now they're back in because we don't, it's not our policy. We're not lawyers. We're not adjusters. We're not public adjusters. We're just the we're the advocate for the roof and the best roof system for your home. So once we kind of get all that done um, and hashed out, we want to get the project started. So also during that time, we'll be asking you to pick some colors for your roof. Uh, What color drip edge do you want on your home? Do you want to do an upgrade? Do you want to do something different? Uh, Do you want the satellite dish to go back? you know uh, those sort of things and with all the extra damage going on we'll be talking about uh, windows are about 12 to 1800 weeks out you You can't get a window for the next four years or you know garage doors uh you know um, what color paint do you want to go back with the same paint or different paint outside the house so we'll try to go through some of that while we're finishing up our negotiations with the uh with the uh, the scope of work on the insurance claim so mm-hmm. we'll try to do that at the same time. And then once we get really close, and we're not going to say we're going to be, you know, uh, penny to penny with the adjuster, we're going to get close, and we're going to start construction as soon as the customer is ready because we want to get the process started. Um, what we'll do at that point is we're going to want uh, probably the ACV check. That's the actual cash value, whatever the insurance company gave you as the as the insured. Now that check is probably going to have your mortgage company on it. Mm-hmm. If you have more than one mortgage company, it's going to have everybody on it. Yeah, and we've I remember had some that, that we've had some that had deceased people on it. We've had some checks that had, you know, um, divorced people on it. And sometimes it takes a long time uh, to get that checked where we can actually uh, have it, or y- your bank will actually deposit it. So as soon as the customer gets that check, please start that process so you have some funds. Uh, for us, when we want to get ready and start buying materials, yeah, it took two
1: weeks with the uh, with the uh, the mortgage people to get my check.
4: Yeah, it's amazing how long it takes for stuff like that. I'm like, hey, yeah, they didn't wait <laughs> two weeks on my payment.
0: Yeah, we've even sent uh, <laughs> we've
4: even sent the check, the signed endorsed check to the mortgage company, in an overnight package, with an overnight package, back to us in the envelope. And
1: still they don't still it. still takes a long time. That's right.
4: That's what I did. <laughs> and who paid for that, too? It comes out of our profit. Yeah. You know, the insurance yeah. company doesn't pay for all that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, then we, then we start the project. Um, we start the project, and as we're tearing the roof off, uh, rebuilding the structure, there will likely be um, other damage or other things found, and that's called a supplement. So we will be sending in supplements uh, to the adjuster, making sure the homeowner is aware of what we're supplementing, and the adjuster needs to approve that. Um, if they don't approve something, then we go back to the sausage-making and find out, you know, are this is not covered under their policy. Do, they have to, do I have to pick out a cash for this, or how are we going to get that done? And then as far as other payments, um, if it's a project that lasts a little while where there's several different trades involved, and likely a lot of these will, we'll do progress payments. So we'll definitely get some money up, up front or when the job gets started to help pay for labor, materials, and ordering stuff. And then as, like, the roof gets done or one trade gets done, we'll say, okay, that trade is done. Uh, here's the invoice for that of it, that part of it. We'll get those monies coming in and then invoice for the next and the next and the next as the process goes. Well,
1: let me just say this about PI roofing, and, and this is going from the last time. Last one I had put on, I it was – it was, and I. It's very easy for me to remember this. It was on Super Bowl. Oh boy! <laughs> it was Super Bowl, and I figured, ah, uh, you know, these guys aren't. They're going to want to watch the game. They're not going to want to be putting a roof on. And so I was sitting at home, and I get a phone call, and we're going to we're going to be there, Mr. Ellswick, this you know, or this morning. And by the time the game finished up, they were done. They, that was the fastest roofing job I ever watched anybody do. They were amazing. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. I mean, they really, really were amazing. That's taking it off and putting it on. Just right. whoa! I was stunned by it. So I'm sitting at home. I'm watching. I uh, they had they unhooked my my. Uh, uh, Satellite, and satellite, and I went on and said that ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Finish, do that spot first. <laughs> yeah, so we put, we hooked it back up, and uh, they said, okay, just just let us know. And they wait, they, little little six by six area basically, yeah, yep. and they waited until the game was over. I said, okay, game's over, and it, my satellite went out. And they finished it up. Yeah, good, perfect. <laughs> was, we tried customer
4: job. service very hard. We really, really do appreciate our customers. They
1: did a good job. And you all have always done a good job with me. And here's the key, and it's like Joel has been telling you, they're going to keep you updated all the way through this. They will keep you updated all the way. Now, am I selling them right now? Yeah, because I think you can't do any better. Thank you. That's exactly the way I feel about it. So... Uh, now you know what you're up against. Keep that in mind. And uh, when it's all over with, if anything goes wrong, let them know. They don't know. We're not going you, anywhere. Unless you call them, they're, yeah. they're going to know. First roof you guys did, something happened with the, remember, with the felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it yeah Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you could see like a wave in my roof. And they were out the next day and uh, fixed it. Never heard another word from them. Yeah, they
0: that, that, it up.
2: That's the key. N- nothing's ever going to go perfect. Every it's time. construction.
4: Yeah. It's not just construction. We're dealing with humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of bunch of guys. If I had a bunch of women up there, it'd be so easy. They, they could talk to each other without saying anything. <laughs> what's
1: your, what's your email? Because I want people to send them to you. I don't want them. Uh,
4: Joel at pi There you go. Okay. J o e l at You heard him say that.
1: You please send your emails to him. All right, we're going to wrap it up when we come back. I got to get a break in here. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Joel Johnson, pi roofing is with us. I haven't even asked him for a phone number. He'll give you that when we come back in just a moment. Don't forget about Billy Mack. He's my bud. ICU protection. You want to know that your home is uh, secure? Do it with ICU protection. Get the uh, door and window sensors, the indoor and outdoor cameras. Get the doorbell cameras, the the motion detection. Get the analytics that'll tell you is it a person? Is it an animal? Is it a car? Is it a big gust of wind with leaves? You can tell you all of that. And uh, I sit in my house and something happens outside of it. Uh, It comes right to my smartphone. I look and uh, I know if it's a person or whatever that's outside my house, I know before you get to my front door that you are there or to my uh, garage door that you're there. Here's the other thing. This is the thing that I really push about uh, Billy Mac and ICU prote- uh, protection. You get uh, the security at some of the other uh, companies that come out there. They're going to ask for three, four, five hundred $500 before they turn your system on, and that's to pay for the equipment. That doesn't happen with ICU protection. All the equipment goes on, it's yours. All you pay is for the service. My service charge for my house? With its cameras and its uh, all the door and window sensors, 70 bucks a month. I'm more than happy to pay that for the, uh, you know, basically uh, with their monitoring and their alarm systems and everything else that I can just kind of go to bed at night and I don't worry about nothing. That's ICU protection. Here's the number to call, 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. That's good. Billy Mac and ICU protection for an hour he's got to get back to work let me uh tell you where to call him so that you can tell him where you want him to come to to tell you how much it's going to cost to replace your roof
4: yeah we got uh, we got a bunch of guys out trucks out full of uh, tarps uh, uh, service uh, materials to get people in the dry as best we can uh yeah give us a call uh 501-707-3551 uh, let us know that Dave said to call, um, or 501-707-3115. There's, we've got several numbers uh, that customers can call. Uh, let us know that Dave sent you so we know where the lead came from. That would be uh, just great. Um, you can ask for one of these no soliciting signs. Uh would be happy to put that out in front of your house. So I just say kind of keep the riffraff away and let people know that you're a PI roofing customer and you don't have to worry about um, entertaining other other uh, contractors, and, and they can go help other people.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to get the one that comes with the wire. Yeah, we, you know. well, I want to bring the wire up. I okay. wouldn't
4: know if I'd make it through security having wire in the Oh, body. yeah, you make it through security. <laughs> here. It's a sharp object. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
1: Well, Joe, I appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much for doing so. Thanks for being a part and making uh, the Dave Ellswick Show possible here on the radio because without, uh, without my advertisers, I, yeah. I'd be sitting. At Quality my, advertisers. Like yeah, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and, and you. they are. And then and, someone and was talking to Joel about during the break. I use every one of my advertisers. Joel knows his people have been out to my house several times, and we've done some uh, different projects with them. I believe in them. And uh, I would never tell you to go see somebody that I hadn't seen myself. Just
2: well, Pi Rudin sets the standard around yeah, here. I think they
4: personally. We definitely try, and we try to be on the cutting edge of technology yeah. and, 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 and those things because we've seen a lot of people uh, step up and, and do better things. And that's that's what my heart is is to is to you know the, the the tide rises all boats. We can't do everything, you know, but we need other people, other contractors doing great. Work and charging a fair amount <laughs> yeah. of money, um, the guys that do it for for so cheap, then they can't stay in business or they can't do a quality product. It just doesn't help anybody. Um, but one last thing, Dave. For for me, it's just me. Um, I, I don't. I can't do a lot. Uh, I just get to be the one that leads this great company of mine. I've got thirty people behind me, and they're the ones that do all the hard work. Uh, so the guys that have been out working since Friday afternoon or uh, early evening uh, through today and all the all weekend. Uh, those are the guys that uh, that really deserve the credit. Uh, they're they're getting tired, and I, hopefully we'll be able to get a little bit of a break while it rains. And then get back after it and then office, also office staff we were working remotely from agape church saturday sunday and then uh, rock city church opened their doors to us uh for the last couple days for some of our people uh we're getting power back in our building in north little rock so uh but yeah I, I couldn't do with i couldn't serve all of our customers without the staff that i have and i just don't want to give them a shout out
1: all right we appreciate you joel you have a great day and uh keep up the great work that you all deliver to your customers i'm dave Ellswick we got a break, and then we'll be back. We're going to talk about FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. Let's get into the uh, 9 o'clock hour. And uh, my thanks to Joel for coming in. Uh, they have been with the Dave Ellswick Show uh, since I went on the air. About two months after I went on the air, they they uh, joined up as a sponsor of the show and have, have never left uh, the show. He believes in... And the things that we talk about here on, on our show, uh, and uh, I believe in their business, and I use their business. And like I said, they've put two roofs on my house. They've done some other things on my house, and I'm looking at using them uh, for my deck. I'm wondering if that's going to get pushed back now after all the, the damage that has been done around here. And yeah. may have to wait on that. Uh, to get people out to do the work well the supplies honest. getting the getting yeah, the getting lumber this, yeah you know getting I mean? the lumber and everything else that's going to be necessary you know you're right exactly all right jimmy i have you on today because um, we've got good news for people yeah
2: and in you know <laughs> I always wait till the game is completely over. Yeah, wait
1: till the fat lady sings. <laughs> and uh, so we're close. Can we, sing but, the, can we say that now? Yeah. Well, okay. I guess we
2: can. Uh, you know, if everybody wants to get mad for saying fat lady, well, guess what? Get mad. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, but, yes, the two bills to kill for you mm-hmm. at this point are defeated.
1: Have been killed.
2: Yes. And it, it
1: is a victory for citizens. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I look it was nothing against the people that ran the bills. I said that from the word get go. I'm I'm a, still a David Ray fan and I'm still a Mary Bentley fan. However, I will say this. Those were bad bills that you ran. Extremely
2: bad because what they were doing is they were trying to take citizens rights away from them. And I'll I'll put it like this, um uh, if in pe- pe- I think people know what we're talking about, but there was a bill by Mary Bentley to change the open meeting laws where basically quorum courts city councils and school boards uh could meet in secret that the public would never know about and do the business of the people uh and the public wouldn't have any idea what was going on and then david ray ran a bill that would just completely gut the yeah, records well, it gutted
1: it as far as i was concerned yeah,
2: yeah. and uh you know making information exempt that you could not get and then the information you could get you would have to pay for Uh, so those bills were crazy but Dave I want to point this out and I think you and I have talked about let's say that let's say that um, Vivian Flowers had brought these bills those Republicans Mary Bentley and them they would have been screaming there's no way they would have supported those very same bills if a Democrat had brought brought them. That's why I'm just I, I'm just sh- still shocked and disappointed
1: that Republicans were bringing these bills. And and the thing that we've talked about and I, and I wanted to talk about it during this segment as well. I. We wanted to see these put to a study committee. That's what we wanted for these bills. I didn't want them just totally blown blown out of the water, set on fire and, and whatever. I wanted them to be tabled and then moved for interim committee. And that wasn't just to kill them. It was to sit down with the people who were pushing the bills and explain to them why we were against them and try to find common ground of how to stop the people who are misusing FOIA. All right? I, I'll be the first one to admit there's some people that misuse FOIA. But unlike, for instance, gun lobbyists who will say there are people out there who use guns criminally, so let's go and pass laws that will just impact on the people that are following the law no, let's figure out how to stop the people who are criminally doing this stuff, and leave the people who are doing it right alone. There's a
2: now I'll say his name Russ Rakeb, blogger here in Little Rock, and he just absolutely abuses for you for his own pleasure, and and he will send requests for documents just to get them. He won't even look at
1: them, just to irritate him.
2: He is he is does things like. Uh, harassed police officers in getting their information just to post it. Okay? And he's the type of guy, he actually puts photos of their children, first responders' children and in the, in their families and their spouses and up. And so he uses FOIA to get information just to, if he could, because in FOIA, we, we have a uh, much-needed exemption for undercover officers. Absolutely. Okay if he could he is actually outed undercover officers for the sole purpose of outing
1: them okay. and why, why why does he say does he say that a person shouldn't be able to do their job without somebody knowing what it is exactly well they it, do? It,
2: nobody knows why he does what he does other than he's just evil and so yes there are things that we want to work on um I'll use some some firefighters in Fairfield Bay, volunteer firefighters, came and testified for David's bill. And I understand their frustration because apparently somebody got mad at them, and so they're hammering this volunteer fire department with – for your quests and going on social media and doing things and so uh, and see, they it, lost a lot of volunteer firefighters because they look i'm not getting paid i'm not putting up with this
1: yeah see and that's what i'm talking about yep. we can find common ground on that stuff we ca- i think we can and
2: i've already started you know i have and uh uh, Representative Crawford, who did not vote for either bill, but she brought it up, and she and I had a little bit of back and forth, and and I really appreciate her s- standpoint. And she said, "You know, we can, you know, I, you know." She's saying, "Hey, I know that we can come up with something that doesn't doesn't take my rights away, but also
1: takes care of some of this abuse." Yeah, let me let me talk about abuse. For instance. If someone fills out a FOIA request and, sen- and sends it to X, Y, or Z, whoever it is, and then and and, it, and there's a lot of work to it, and then they they do all that work, and then you never come and pick it up. I want something there that keeps that from happening. It's
2: that happens now. The one thing I will say that is, some people try to make that a big deal, but that's. Very few and far between.
1: Well and good and, and good. It, and good.
2: Yeah. I'm glad. Let's make it so that it doesn't happen. Exactly. exactly. And um so but you know, there, there are some things that the that the proponents of David's bill tried to make sound worse than what they are. There are some things that are legitimate of of okay on things. What we have to do is say, look, we're not gonna take people's rights away. Now here's what we can do. Since since FOIA is here, and that's what I'm talking to lawmakers about, and trying to talk to other people, and I'm trying to go out to government officials who will talk to me and say, "Hey, tell me your concerns. Tell me, you know, I don't want to debate your concerns. I just want to know what they are. Yeah. And then I can look at them. Okay. Because there are ways that I think we can. Uh, and uh, I've said it before. Paul Calvert said it. It comes on your show. Lots of people say, hey, there are ways to make it easier for government uh, bodies to supply information and streamline it without taking the resources away.
1: Yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about that because State Senator Alan Clark tried to run a piece of legislation that, f- for what, an hour? In the year, one hour, they were going to they were going to have classes for these people uh, that were going to be required to meet FOIA, uh, you know, uh, things. I mean, when you got a request, uh, here's what you should do. I think that that is a a great opportunity and something good that should have been done. But it was shot down. I'm wondering if the reason it was shot down is there were some people who thought that what was going to happen is that one of these FOIA bills was going to get through
2: I think that I think you're probably right. I think that the attack on FOIA was so great that that giving in on the training or something like that was not not in their game plan of what they wanted to do. FOIA was just frankly under attack.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand why.
2: No, I'll give you an example. In in David's raised bill, one of the deals was he wanted attorney client privilege. So I'll give you an example. Uh since we've talked about it before, Cabot School Board, right? Okay. <laughs> the information that we were able to obtain through Freedom Information Act proved the bonuses and things that the superintendent was getting that we didn't know anything about. So through payroll records and things like that. And then that they, that they didn't vote on it in public. Okay. Well, a lot of those communications and a lot of the things we got involved their attorney, Beckett Billingsley and Keys. All right. Well, this bill would have said, Hey, if an attorney touches it for them, then it's going to be like attorney client privilege and right. the public can't get it. Okay, well, then we would have never found out about that stuff. Here's where I had a problem is when David Ray came to committee to present this bill, he brought the attorney general's top attorney. And he, the, the, and I forget his name, but he sat there next to David Ray and put it to the committee as this. He talked about, hey, you know, citizens have attorney-client privilege. If you hire an attorney, you have that privilege, right? Okay, he said, his argument was, "Why shouldn't government officials have that same uh, attorney-client privilege?" Well, that really bugged me. I said, "Because I'll tell you why. Because I'm paying the bill, right? I'm paying the bill. So you're, the attorney, so if, it, if the attorney is getting paid with taxpayer dollars uh, in his relationship with the superintendent, he's representing the superintendent, who's a government official. Okay." We're paying – the citizens paying the bill. Why shouldn't we see those records? Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't we see those records? I'm working on a deal right now in a school district where a a settlement got paid on a case that nobody even knew about it. Uh, A big settlement got paid on it that apparently didn't go before the school board. And the emails between the attorney and the superintendent and uh, the opposing counsel and everything uh, prove it. Well – under David Draybill, I couldn't have got those emails.
1: Yeah. And why not? T- why shouldn't we get those emails? Yeah. That's the key.
2: And, and so this was just, this was just an attempt to absolutely destroy for you. Yes. I think there are things we can do. I've talked at length with uh city attorney, Tom Carpenter, in the past uh, about how to make it easier on government. Cause I'll give you an example. You know, a bigger city has a little bit more resources. Okay. Well, somebody sends an FOI request to the city of Poe. Okay. Okay. Well, Poen doesn't have a huge office staff or anything. All right. So now all of a sudden you've got these people in this small community, and they got to reply to these requests. And it does take resources, and I get that. But it's like um, Representative Womack said in committee one day, he said, look, we spend money all the time okay, let's put things in place for all these communities that that help them streamline information.
1: This is the point I'm making. Yeah. There's, there's common ground sure. that can be reached on this without trying to tell, tear down the whole structure. Yeah. And yeah. that that's what I don't – I don't understand the full head-on assault that went against FOIA, which is – a particular piece of of uh, th- things that we have done as a party, as a Republican Party, for the citizenry of Arkansas.
2: Yeah, and I'll give you another example on uh, uh, investigations, on police investigations. Okay, once an investigation file is closed, it becomes public record. They wanted to change that to say, Okay, it's not going to be public record as long as it's in the criminal trial process. Well, that might take two or three years. And so uh, I forget the guy's name from Channel 4, did a famous job test by an assistant news director. And he said, I think you and I talked about, it. okay, under the current Tennessee has a similar law to Arkansas. So within two days, we had video of the shooter. We knew what happened. Okay. And, uh in Uvalde, what was it? Three.
1: It was a long time. Three months. It was a long time because of the four year laws there, and the people were just they were uh, uh, they the were families unbelievably distraught. Yeah, over
2: that. The families had no clue what happened. They weren't getting answers. David Ray's bill would have made it just like that, just like that, and that's that's ridiculous. I've got I've got jail footage of people dying in a county jail. Then you know the investigation I've yeah. been working on. Okay, and I was able to obtain that footage. The, the county sheriff tried to fight me on it, but I was able to obtain that f- footage because, by law, that's a, that's a log. That's a jail log. And it, it tried to fight me like crazy to keep from getting it because it would prove that, that they were at fault. Well, I got it under David Ray's law. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. This came down to both of these bills. And I said it in both committees. Uh, Mary Bentley's bill and David Ray's bill were not f- of the people for the people. They were of government for government.
1: Yeah. That's a little bit spooky. Trying to give them more, more power. And I and I agree wholeheartedly. All right, got to take a break. Let's get our break in, then we'll come back. We're going to talk further about this. We're kind of uh, uh, looking at things that uh, perhaps – well, we've already looked at before, but it's important that you understand why we have fought the way we have about FOIA. It's very important that you understand how important FOIA uh, was. I, I Look, I talked to a lot of, of people who sat in high places within the Arkansas Republican Party, and I asked them, uh, hey, look do you understand why this is going on? And they said, I can't for the life of me understand why we'd be fighting for against something that governor Rockefeller put into place. All right. So we'll come back. We'll talk more about this. If you're suffering from chronic knee pain, uh, your lower back's killing you. like me, my shoulders still bother me. Uh, Perhaps what you need is you need this this new miracle that is out there called QC Kinetics, all right? What QC Kinetics is, simply this, a new regenerative treatment that's now available in our area. There's been uh, hundreds of clinics nationwide that offer this, but we've not had anything here in Little Rock. Now that's changed. So regenerative medicine is simply this. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body, and those powerful treatments can restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints so you can move again without pain. And you can do it again without pain, without surgery, without drugs, without any downtime, without having to swallow a bunch of uh, pain pills, You don't need all of that anymore. What you need is QC Kinetics. That's what you need. Uh, If you've got pain in your knees, if you've got it in your shoulders, your hip, or your back, I I always tell my wife, I loved playing sports when I was younger, but I feel every hit, I feel every pitch now that I'm older uh, from playing sports. Would I still play sports now? Yes, absolutely, I would. But I'd like to get to the point where my, my right shoulder doesn't hurt me as bad as it does at times. Well, you need to check out these new treatments, just like I'm going to check them out, and they can actually help your body restore and repair itself. Schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Here's what you do. You just call this number. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. QC Kinetics. 501